Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Trade on America, and I'm your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Friday, August 5th, 2022. Coming in a little late. Today it's about 6.30 Friday evening, but I have the weekend off so I can be up a little bit later for y'all. You're welcome, by the way. (laughs) Alright, so I gotta be honest with you. I, I have stuff for a show. I wasn't going to do the show because uh, I I was kind of like, yeah, I'll just do it tomorrow, you know. But I want to I want to try and stay true into my promises to you guys and bring you these three shows every week. Um, now I will say this about that: <clears throat> I am going to do a show tomorrow on Facebook Live. So I encourage you guys, if you're not following the show on Facebook at Don't Tread on America, uh, I encourage you to do so. And the reason that is, I don't, I don't care that you see me or don't see me, but I care that you see me. You know what I'm saying? No. With doing a Facebook Live um, show, what that does is it enables you guys to be involved in the show. So... When I, when obviously you know this, when you do a podcast, it's recorded, right? Now, I can do live podcast shows on the Podbeam app. That is my uh, distributor. But um, just like in Facebook, and it, it requires people to be on that particular app. Um, I think the difference is Podbeam, although owned by Spotify, isn't as popular as an app is, say, Spotify or iHeart or Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever. I would say the majority of the downloads for the show come off of Apple and then some Spotify, some Podbean, you know, uh, some Google. So um, I don't really do live uh, podcasting because, you know, I don't know. I think there's 30-some-odd followers on on the um, pod podbeam app so um we have a thousand something followers on facebook so i encourage you guys if you're not following us on facebook to do so 
and I will announce, I don't do them every Saturday, really it's based around what my wife's schedule is, she has to work this weekend, so um, they're random, they're not, they're not scheduled events, I am telling you today on Friday that I am doing one tomorrow on Saturday, the 6th, uh, like I said, follow us on Facebook, Don't Tread on America, you'll see a, um, a thing I'll post it tomorrow morning saying that it'll be a live event that evening. Uh, and I encourage you guys to join along. And what, what, like I said, what you can do is you can ask questions, you can comment, you can, whatever you all want to do, it'll be up to you. So, with that being said, today's show isn't going to be terribly long. Um, and I, I, you know, I try to stay with, when it's just me by myself, I try to stay within an hour. Uh, and, and it'll be a push to get that far today because, um, I have stuff I want to talk about tomorrow, so I don't want to dump it all in today. So, anyway, with that being said, we'll get into today's show. Um, but before we do, guys, whatever app you're listening to this on, please, please, I encourage you to um, to uh, comment, or, you know, not comment, I'm sorry, uh, leave us a review, uh, give us a five-star rating, preferably, and uh, most importantly, subscribe to the show, and please share this with your friends. It doesn't matter what podcast app you're on. The only app that we're not heard on, for whatever reason, is Pandora. So there's no excuse for anybody to not be listening to this. So I encourage you guys to uh, share this, please. I mean, the way I look at it is this. If you like this show well enough to listen to it, on a regular basis and you have like-minded friends there's no reason why those friends shouldn't also be listening to this show and uh you know you probably have friends that oh, i don't really listen to podcasts i was that person and then here i am doing a podcast uh three years ago i never listened to the first podcast in my life didn't see the point i watched the news you know, I got online, um, my, my, uh, my son, you know, is all, oh, yeah, I listen to so-and-so podcast and then Chris would always listen to such and such podcast, man, I'm going to listen to podcast. Then start listening to some podcasts. I'm thinking I could do this. You know, we could do this. Me and Chris, we could do this. And here we are anyway. So, um, a couple stories today. So mainly I think what we're going to focus on here is the July job numbers came in today this after or this morning I should say and uh, we're gonna go through a chunk on that and then I got one other story on the back side um, but these job numbers came out and um, not for nothing uh, they were expecting them to be really bad and they were actually decent and I'll give you my take on why I think that is but let me read this article here payroll uh, increased 528,000 in July, much better than expected and a sign of a strength for jobs market. Non-farm payrolls rose for a month, 528,000 for a month, and the unemployment rate was 3.5, easily topping the Dow Jones estimate of 258,000 and 3.6 respectively. Wage growth also surged as our uh, average hourly earnings jumped 0.5% for the month and 5.2 from a year ago. Now that doesn't, <laughs> well, 
uh, higher than estimates. Traders are now pricing higher likelihood of a 0.75% point hike in the Federal Reserve uh, meeting in September. So take those three points, okay? Um, jobs, 528,000 unemployment dropped a, a little bit. Wage growth served, or surged, I should say. Um, 0.5% for the month and 5.2 from a year ago. So what does that mean? That means the average uh, rate of pay raised rose 5.2% from a year ago. So that sounds good, but when inflation is four points higher than that, it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> you're still paying more than you're making than you're making. And then also they're talking about raising the uh, interest rates again. So and there's that. So okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just breeze through this article real quick because you've probably already heard job numbers, whatever. So hiring in July was far better than expected to find multiple other signs that the economy recovery is losing steam. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported Friday non-farm payroll rose 528,000. I'm not going to read this again because I just covered that in the, the overview. More broadly, though, the report showed the labor market remains strong despite other signs of economic weakness. Now, it's very important that you pay attention to that. So, the labor market remains strong despite other signs of economic weakness. There's no way to take the other side of this. There's not a lot of, yeah, but, other than it's not positive from a market or Fed perspective, said Liz Ann Saunders, chief investment strat strategist of Charles Schwab. Uh, for the economy, this is good news. Markets initially reacted negatively to the report as traders anticipated a strong counter move from the Federal Reserve looking to cool economy and the particularly in a heated labor market. Okay, so here's here's the thing. So <laughs> it's it's kind of weird. So the way inflation works is you have there's more money chasing fewer goods, essentially. So the supply chain is obvious. We're still having this issue. Go to, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys this, but I'm going to tell you guys this. Anyone that's listening to this that, that has a baby or knows somebody that has a baby or you have grandchildren or whatever, and those, those children are on formula, it's still you still haven't solved that problem. You still go to the grocery store, you go to Walmart, whatever, and the baby formula aisle is still wiped out. That problem has not been solved. There's still supply. Now, I will say this in in where I live here in Florida, the supply isn't horrible on stuff. Now, baby formula, yes, but basic stuff, you go to the grocery store and it's not empty. I mean, it's not slam packed full, but you can pretty much get the bulk of whatever you're looking for. But um What the Fed's going to do is they're going to, and really, and how does interest rates, how does that affect you? If you have an adjustable rate mortgage, it affects you. If you have adjustable rates on your credit cards, which most credit cards are like that, there's not many credit cards that are a fixed rate, the best way to combat that is to not have a balance on your credit card, obviously. Um, 
But, you know, what's what's really going on here? So they came out yesterday, day before, whenever it was, saying how um, the uh, job numbers probably weren't going to look good, you know, yada, 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 even though we're not in a recession, evidently. But you you have these issues going on now. So we I talked about this on the on the show the other day how you know like Walmart came out last week talking about the second straight quarter of missed um profit expectations. So they also announced yesterday that they're going they're planning on laying off 200 People now it doesn't seem like a lot. You go to your Walmart; most of your WalMarts, any one store has more than two hundred people there. So it's not there. Two hundred doesn't sound like a lot, but here's the deal. So if you read through this list here, and I have this article, this is out of Forbes, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through this, and then I'll, I'll give you a breakdown on on what the deal is here. So. Major U.S. companies have laid off thousands of employees so far this summer. CEOs fear soaring inflation could tip the economy into recession. This is a new article that was just wrote yesterday. Um, guys, we're already in a recession. It's not going to get into a recession. Three quarters is a catastrophe. So August 3rd, Walmart, the largest private employer in the United States, plans to cut 200 of its corporate employees as the company seeks to restructure. Okay, so there's that. August 2nd, Robinhood is cutting 23% of its staff. Uh, August 1st, Texas-based data technology Oracle started laying off an undisclosed number of its its estimated 143,000 employees. Um, July 27th, fitness company F45 Training laid off 110 employees. July 26th, Shopify became the latest company to lay off employees, cutting ties with a 1,000 of its employees. Boston Tech watch company, whoop, slash 15% of its workforce. Um, 20, July 21st, 7-Eleven cut 880 U.S. corporate jobs over the last year. July 20th, Seattle real estate startup Fly Home axed 20% of its staff. Ford plans to lay off up to 8,000 as the automaker seeks to pivot away from gas-powered cars and toward electric vehicles. Uh, Way to go. Venmo um, is cutting 6% of its workforce. So here you have a lot of companies in the past month. You know, I mean, that's just for you. I mean, I keep reading Gemini, OpenSea, Chow Now. I mean, some of these aren't companies that I've heard of, heard of really. I mean, Tesla to lay off 229 employees. So it's happening. And I talked about this the other day. And, and I'm focusing on Walmart. Walmart's the largest private employer in the United States. I, I told you guys this the other day. And I said, these companies are in business for profit. They're not you know, they're not, uh, donations. They're, they're there to make money and they're there to make money for the shareholders. Okay. Now, yes, most of your employees are technically shareholders if they own stock or whatever, but they're not your largest shareholders. Those are the people that are, you know, don't work for Walmart for the most part. 
So I told you guys, what is the best way for a company of any kind to gain its profits? In a, in a retail situation, if a company, and we're going to talk about Walmart, if Walmart's not making money, now they're making money. They're just not making what they expect it to make. So let's let's set that record straight, first of all. They are making a profit. They're just not making all the profit they want to make. So most people would just call that straight-up greed. Instead of just taking, <laughs> I don't even want to say taking the loss because there's no loss. They're just not making as much as they thought they would make. They're still making money. That's kind of like saying, oh, hey, I'm sorry, Don, you didn't make the $2 million this year you were expecting to make. You only made 1.5. So I'd still be like, cool, 1.5. You're not losing money. But so instead, the, the corporate greed of these corporations, what they're going to do is they're going to get rid of the people that enable them to get any kind of profits because their little pissant job as a cashier or, or whatever, who cares? We got to make profit. Now, in this story, we talk about 200 of its corporate employees. You think, okay, it's only 200 jobs. Okay, true. It is only 200 jobs right now. And the reason I say right now is this. The reason, well, <laughs> the reason it's only 200 right now is because, I know it's August, but they're gearing up, they're getting ready for the holidays. I know it's August, it's just now, kids are just now starting to get ready to go back to school. What are you talking about, Don? It's not holiday seasons. In the retail world, August is the beginning of fall, even though you still have a month and a half. It is the beginning. You, you guys complain about it all the time. You go to whatever store. They already got Halloween candy out. They already got Christmas decorations. This is crazy. They already got Thanksgiving, Christmas. Oh, my God. This is crazy. It's just how it is. Um, agree with it. Don't agree with it. Whatever. It's how it is. So Walmart's not going to start laying off employees at the store level in August because they're going to need employees to get through the holidays. But Walmart isn't hiring. Okay? It's very far and few betweens if you go to your local Walmart and they're hiring. Most Walmarts that are hiring are, are new. Or maybe they're going through a remodel. Or whatever the case may be. But more than likely, you put an application in at your local Walmart, you probably won't get hired. They're, they're in the middle of a hiring freeze. And that's how they, they, even if they lose, if your local Walmart, let's say, has 400 employees, if, if next week they lost 10 people just by random happenstance that those 10 people either got fired, quit, or whatever, they probably won't replace those 10 employees. Okay? So that also affects these stores. They'd rather take the loss of those 10 employees than replace those 10 employees. And um, as you get into the holiday season, where they would normally gear up and hire for the holiday season, they might not. Or if, let's say, they do a 20% um, um, employee increase. So if, if your store has 400 people and they want to hire 20% of their workforce, so they might hire 80 
people or so, they might not hire those 80 people. Okay? And that's important. And then, and the reason I say 200 corporate employees now is because once the holidays are over, if Walmart doesn't rebound in these next four months, guaranteed <laughs> January 1st, December 26th, maybe, you're going to start seeing layoffs at store levels. You're going to see, they already says in the story, to seek reconstruct, uh, restructuring. Now, is that restructuring at the corporate level or the store level? Could be both. But these companies are going to figure out a way to make their money. Most of your Walmart, you go into any Walmart, and the majority of them are like the one down the street. There's two Walmarts within five miles of my house on either either direction. Both have gone through remodels in probably within the last year. Go into either one of those stores, and the majority of the registers are self-checks. Okay, we talked about that last year when everyone was aching and baking for fucking $15 an hour. This is what happens, guys. So, my take on this whole jobs number is this. So, you see the layoffs occurring with these different companies I talked about at corporate level. Now, I'm not going to say that's not a big deal because... For the people that are going to lose their job, it is a big deal. And that's going to matriculate. If those 200 layoffs at Walmart and 7-Eleven and whoever else, if that doesn't help, they're going to just keep on chopping away, right? You know, but here's the problem. There's only a 62% participation rate. What I mean by that is of the eligible people to work, in this country. So there's 330 some odd million people that live in this country. Legitimate. I mean, there's probably more, but those are the numbers we know. So of those 330 million people, all 330 aren't eligible to work, obviously. I don't know what that exact number is. I think it's 115 million. So probably about less than half are, are of working age, right? So 16 to 60, I don't know if it's 65, whatever that number is, are eligible to work. So of that number, 62% of those people work, okay? Which means there's upwards of 15 million people that are working two jobs. So all... Although the job numbers look good, as well as the unemployment numbers, people that had higher paying jobs that may have been laid off now are taking jobs that are available that are lower paying jobs, therefore having to take two jobs to make the ends meet. However, they aren't. So what I mean by that is pre-COVID, the funny thing is is you, they talk about, oh, the unemployment rate is 3.5. It's the best it's been since before the pandemic. In other words, when Trump was president, unemployment was low. So, and not to get into a whole Trump this, that, and the other thing, I'm just sick and tired of them dismissing 2020 as it was Trump's bad economy, Trump's bad 
presidency of running the country that caused that bad year of, of employment. But nonetheless. Um, so people that lost their jobs, if those jobs disappeared and never came back, some of them, those people had to go, you have to work. Once once the government stopped handing out money, and I'm not even just talking about Biden and the the you know the checks and stuff like that. I mean, states were giving double uh, unemployment bonuses and stuff. So it was people literally that worked at minimum wage jobs was making more money staying at home. That's why you're having such a problem getting people to work. And then when you get people to work, they're lazy because they're like, this is bullshit. I was making more money sitting on my ass during COVID. But that's a show for another day or we've probably already talked about it a couple of times. So my theory is this. You know, although on paper the numbers look good and it's easy for someone like myself or these elites to say, but when 15 million folks are working two jobs, they can't feel good. So if if you were, if you're one of these 200, let's just take these 200 corporate employees from Walmart. If you're one of these 200 people and uh, let's just just say they're making $60,000 a year. They're probably making more, but let's just say $60,000 a year. Um, decent wages. You're not, you know, you're not a millionaire, but you can live comfortably on 60000 a year. You lose that job. You, you have to work. So depending on what your skill set is, whether you have a degree or don't have a degree... And knowing that most companies aren't doing a lot of hiring right now, you might have to go take a job making $30,000 a year or $40,000. Yeah, $40,000 a year. Which, you know, some people might be listening and be like, shit, I'd take $40,000 a year. But if you're used to making 60 and your bills are centered around you making that 60 and now you're only making 30 or 40 that's not good so what do you have to do so you might have your full-time job making forty thousand dollars a year now you might have to go get a part-time job to make the other 20 or maybe only make 15 or 10 you're still not there to where you were and you're working harder and more hours and you're still not making the money you were I've been saying this as these job numbers have come down the last couple of months that I would think, you know, it's my belief anyway, that, you know, some of these, um, some of these hirings aren't necessarily fresh people into the workforce. And for the life of me, it was very hard to find numbers. I did find the 62% participation rate the 15 million workers that work two jobs. Now, it doesn't seem like a lot of people. Like you say, well, that's only 15 million people. Okay, there could be one of y'all listening to the show right now. 15 million people is a lot of people, especially when there's only 115 million people that are working in this country. So that's roughly... A little more than 10% of that of the workforce working two jobs. That's rough. I've done it before. I've worked two jobs a couple of times in my life. And it's tough. 
And and as you get older, it's it's even harder. I was fortunate enough that when the two different times I had to do it, I was considerably younger. Still sucked. But I know people now that are older than I am that are working two jobs. I run into people on the job I do now that work two jobs. You might go to, um, you know, out to dinner, and your waiter or waitress might work two jobs. They might work at the local steakhouse till, you know, 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, and then have to get up in the morning to go work a part-time job doing something else. And I'm not laughing at these people. They're doing what they got to do. I mean, like I said, I've, I've been there. A lot of you guys have probably been there. Um, so when, when they want to hang their hat on numbers, but we're still in a recession, inflation is still through the roof. You got to understand if the wage growth is only 5.2% and inflation is technically at a 9.1, I'd be willing to bet when it comes out next week. It's above that. It's probably going to be around 9.5%. You got to make up that difference. And then, you know, then you have fucking, uh, what's her face here? Jean, Karine Jean Pierre coming out um, the other day and bragging about how great the uh, the uh, gas prices are. So here's uh, here's her little. Take on the We're now here. seeing 50 days into what remains the fastest decline in gas prices in over a decade. Gas prices are now down 86 cents a gallon from their June peak, saving American families with two cars on average over $90 a month on gas. So you're you're bragging that it was the uh, the fastest decline in gas prices in a de- in whatever she said. Okay, what well, was also the fastest increase prior to that. Your gas prices, 86 cents down from where they were last month, are still, you know, <laughs> almost $2, you know, I'll, okay, I'll be fair, $1.77 higher than they were a year ago. So where they're saving, quote-unquote saving $90, a month on a family that has two vehicles they're not really because on top of everything else costing more groceries and whatever else they're paying twice that savings over what they were paying last year so 86 cents she says 86 cents down from where they were a month ago multiply that by two you get to the hundred dollar seventy seven right give or take so if they're saving 90 bucks now, they're actually paying $200 more than they were a year ago. And last month they were paying $400 more than they were a year ago. On top of groceries being more expensive, uh, your toiletries, going to Walmart's more expensive than it was. And even though gas prices might be going down, not that they're dropping under... The limits that they were a year ago or two years ago prior to dipshit being in office. 
What's going up that's not coming back down? Electricity. If you if you live in a town that your electric company uses natural gas, like where I live, we've just had two rate heights in the last three months. So, but yet these people also <laughs> want to push electric vehicles. Can you imagine if I had one or two electric vehicles on top of the ga- uh, natural gas hike on our electric company? But yet, you're saving us money? So if your 5.2 rage, wage increase is something to brag about, still a little more than half of uh, what interest or uh, inflation is at, you know, the numbers don't match up. And these people, they come out and... And the thing that pisses me off is is this chick here comes out and they want to sit here and brag about the gas prices. When a month ago, um, just a month ago, it wasn't their fault. So you can't have it both ways. Either it's your fault that the gas prices are high, then you can take credit for them being low. Or it's not your uh, fault that the gas prices are high, therefore you can't take credit for them being low. You can't sit here on one hand, blame Putin, Putin's price hike. These is all Putin's fault. And then when shit starts going your way, oh yeah, see how great I am? It doesn't work like that. The, the goal of these people, and, and I'm telling you right now, take, take it for what it's worth. The words that are coming out of these pieces of shit's mouths has nothing to do with you, me, or anyone else. They're not trying to help anyone. Other than themselves get reelected. That's all this is about. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, we've got to fix it. But, um, so the other day, there was an incident with uh, Indiana Congresswoman Jackie Wolarski. She was killed in a car crash. Now, some of you guys may have heard this. And uh, especially, you know, if you live in Indiana or in that area, you probably heard about it. But um, you might be saying, okay, you know, God, you know, pray for her family. And uh, it's a shame that that happened. You know, she was killed in a car crash Wednesday afternoon in Indiana. Um, Just not to go through the whole crux of the story here. Basically, uh, her and her... um, Two assistants, Zachary Potts and Emma Thompson, were they were heading wherever they were heading, wherever I don't know. It doesn't doesn't really matter. Um, car coming in the other direction, I guess. Um, all, by all reports, Walarski's uh, car drifted into the oncoming traffic, hit the other car, which was driven by Edith uh, Schumacher, and uh, all everyone was pronounced dead at the scene. Not really sure who was driving uh, Wolarski's car, if it was her or the uh, one of the other two. Uh, not really important as to who was driving, you know, and and what you know what happened there. But um, nonetheless, four people died, and they shouldn't have. Now you might be asking yourself, okay, Don, uh, we pray for these people, and we're sorry that um that this happened we and not just her but for the other all four people that were involved um 
But why am I talking about her? Well, uh, Congresswoman Wolarski was sponsoring a bill, and the bill was H.R. 6616. So you might be saying, okay, cool, she was a congresswoman, she was sponsoring a bill. That's what congresswomen do, right? You're right. So without reading this bill, because, you know, the <laughs> if you've ever tra- tried to read a bill, it's it's quite cumbersome. But essentially, this bill was to prohibit the Secretary of the Treasury from requiring the use of facial recognition technology uh, for access to any IRS online account or service. Now, you could also say, okay, what is what does that matter? So, could this be why? I mean, could this have just been an accident? Yes, this could have been strictly an accident. Um, by all accounts, it was. But <laughs> it was the middle of the day. It wasn't late at night, early in the morning, whatever. It was the middle of the day. It was, uh, by all accounts, a uh, nice day. I mean, it's 12.32 p.m. You know, it wasn't snowing, it wasn't raining, it wasn't whatever. 12.30 in the afternoon. So it's not like it was midnight dark road it wasn't anything like that this person just drifted off who you know whoever was driving on into oncoming traffic so i mean could this be why she's gone could this bill have anything to do with that i mean not to start conspiracy theories but you know you you guys recall i did a show um on june 22nd uh, about how the IRS, and there was other government agencies, but I'm going to focus on the IRS, had purchased somewhere around 5 million rounds of ammunition, right? And I gave you the list. It was Vista Outdoors was the name of the um, the ammunition company, which that's not where they go by. I mean, that's their corporate, their umbrella company. They do Winche- They do all different types of ammo, and I read that on that show if you guys want to go back and listen to it. it's on june 22nd i think i think the name of the show was about the country getting us into martial law or something like that i can't recall but uh nonetheless and just the other show the show i did on wednesday i talked to you guys about the inflation reduction act right and that bill isn't what it sounds like it's about like you hear the name you think okay it's inflation reduction great sign it up we need to reduce the inflation that's not what that bill is solely about. But in that bill, they're um, proposing uh, $80 billion for IRS enforcement. So you have a congresswoman proposing a bill limiting the IRS while the government wants to expand it. So I think this story is just kind of getting started um, you can sit here and say, Don, come on. Our government would not kill this poor lady because she sponsored a bill to go after the IRS. Wouldn't they? Why are we arming the IRS? We're expanding. We're, we haven't yet. I say yet because that bill hasn't technically passed yet. But we're, we're proposing... 80 billion dollars for IRS enforcement. 
we have proof <laughs> that the IRS has purchased well over 5 million rounds of ammunition on top of that gun. IRS agents with guns and ammunition? Now, I can see the IRS, if for whatever reason, they're coming and knocking on your door for whatever reason, and they have, like, the marshals with them. They have U.S. marshals with them or, or something to that effect. You're arming IRS agents. So now the IRS agents are becoming militarized? That sounds safe. And I'll, and I'll, tell, I'll say this, too. Matt Gates out of Florida, he... Um, He's starting to make a lot of waves on this subject, too, with the IRS ammunition, arming. And no one's even talking about Walarski's, um, <laughs> about this bill. And if, if, and not to get Alex Jonesy on and be like, Blizzard Illuminati, you know, if she was killed because of this bill and that wasn't just a random car accident matt gates buddy i you know i i didn't vote for you obviously because you're not in my district in florida but i i i like the things you have to say and uh obviously he's a fan of the show because i you know i talked about this irs stuff two months ago and now he's starting to talk about it, so sugar water. But nonetheless, I'm telling you, you don't want to sit here and say, and I don't want to draw this out into a whole conspiracy theory show, but on our DTOM Files show, we talk about these different situations, and I know people are scratching their head thinking there's no way in hell our government is actually capable of doing these things. And I just have to ask the question or, or, or respond to you on this end and say, aren't they? I mean, we've given you guys a lot of proof that our government is more than capable of doing these things. I mean, you had, um, shit, what's his name now? I can't think of it. Uh, John Bolton, right? He, <laughs> obviously a swamp creature and very much shouldn't have been trusted by Trump, but nonetheless came out like a week or so ago talking about doing um, <laughs> coup d'etats and stuff like that. Oh, not in this country, though. In other countries. Right, okay, whatever. Once again, you don't think our government is capable of doing these things. You guys are foolish. And I would pray that if you listen to this show and you're about the don't tread on America moniker that you believe that the government is more than capable of doing these things so anyway I'm going to go ahead and end it there guys um, so please 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 share this with your friends uh, whatever podcast app you're listening to us on give us a good rating give us a review if you'd like uh and then follow us on Facebook, Don't Tread on America, Instagram, Don't Tread on America, Twitter, uh, DTOM underscore 1775. Go to our website at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. And guys, please, like I said, Facebook, Don't Tread on America. I'm going to do a Facebook live show tomorrow. It's going to be interesting. 
I'll uh, we'll have some fun, and uh, you like I said, the more people that participate, you guys can make comments, you can ask questions, you can you can do whatever you want. I don't care. Um, I will say this though: if you get on the Facebook there and you and you start acting a fool, don't get mad. Don't get mad when I call you out and make you look like an idiot. Okay. <laughs> so, anywho, you guys have a great rest of your Friday. It is August fifth, two thousand and twenty-two, and um, I will talk to you again tomorrow on Facebook. If you choose not to go to the Facebook and uh, participate in the live event, then you will hear that show on the podcast on a Sunday. So you guys have a great day, and I will talk to you then. Thank you.